0: To the U Urban Bible Study weekly leaders training podcast. The U curriculum is especially created by and for urban and multi ethnic churches. This podcast is designed to help leaders lead a Bible study using Lifeways U Urban Bible Study resources. Each week, we examine a biblical passage, review some questions teachers may face, and give a practical teaching tip. I'm Dr. Mark Croston, General Editor for the U Bible Study, and today I'm joined by uh, Brenda Croston, who is one of our Women's Trainers for LifeWay. Hello, Brenda. Hello,
1: Mark. Thank you for having me for this unit, Discerning the Voice of God, and today's lesson, Session Six, does it lead you to be more like Jesus? It's being the voice of God. Can I tell you that Um, Some of us are, or all of us, are not quite yet, quote, unquote, saved. (laughs) Don't turn the podcast off. I promise I'm not a a heretic. I promise. Um, We are in the process of being conformed to the image of Christ. We are going through the sanctification process. And in that, we're looking for God to speak to us, trying to find out if he is speaking to us. And so today, we're going to talk about that very point. Does this voice that you're trying to discern whether or not it's God's, does it conform you to the image of Christ? Our passage of scripture is Colossians 3, verses 1 through 14.
0: All right, so our point is God's desire is to conform us to the image of Christ. God's desire is to conform us to the image of Christ. So how does God's voice help us to be more like Christ? Well, here's the first thing. Think the right thoughts. Think the right thoughts. Let's read uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So there's the first thing. Think the right thoughts. And so as the writer of Colossians uh, begins, um, he just uh, takes us right there. He says, set your mind on the things above and not on earthly things. Now this doesn't mean never think about anything on earth, but what it says is that our mind should not be only focused on things on earth, right? Our mind shouldn't just be all totally taken with what can I get out of this or how's this going to help my bank account or how's this going to help my profile or You know, or even how is this going to help um, my people? Oh, ultimately, he says, set your mind on things above. So that everything I think about the things on earth should be in light of what I'm thinking about the things above. Right. And so I got to think the right thoughts. And so. When I'm thinking about God's voice, God's voice is always trying to help me to think about things from a higher vantage point, not just about me and my life and living and dying on earth, but about what God is doing in the greater scheme of things with his eternal and providential plan. Think on the things above. What did, what is the mo- and what's the most important thing? The thing about the fact that uh, we died and are hidden with Christ in God. Right. So set your mind on things above. So what's on your mind, Brenda? Um, exactly
1: what you just said, verse three for you die and your life is hidden with Christ in God. That catapulted me to Psalm 91 that says, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. If we set our things and we think the right thoughts and set our minds on things above, it is a protection. We said this in another, I said this in another one of the sessions, that being hidden with Christ in God is a protection. Psalms 91 talks about looking at the disasters all around you, but them not touching you. And there's this covering under his shadow. Think about a shadow. It's cool. It's refreshing. It's energizing. There's this protection um, that also says that you're covered in every area. And so if I'm focused on the things that Jesus wants me to do or the things that Jesus is thinking about, then I'm covered. And I can be assured of that because Matthew 6, 33 says, seek the kingdom first and all these things will be added unto you. These things were the things that he was, he was speaking about earlier in the text. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? How shall we be clothed? God has all of that covered. So those are not our concerns. Our concerns are the things that concerns Jesus.
0: All right. All right. So as we're thinking about this, we think the right thoughts and the right thoughts ought to lead us to put off the wrong acts. Come on now. There is is a... A relationship between these two. So let's read verses 5 through 9. Therefore, notice the connection. Therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming on upon the disobedient, and you once walked in these things when you were living in them, but now put away all the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old self With his practices. So there it is. So if our minds are connected to God in the things above, then our lives ought to show it, huh? And so there's some things I ought to be putting off. Now, the reason we're putting them off is because we are human creatures and they are on us. And so we have to work to put them off so that we can align with our new spiritual nature rather than our old earthly nature. And so let me just say that the list Paul renders here in verses five and eight in particular are not intended to be exhausted. You might read these lists and say, "Oh, man, I am not doing that." Thank God. Well, these are not intended to be exhaustive lists. These are examples. These are these are not the full list. And so whatever your stuff is, add it to the list, huh? Whatever so remember the last lesson we said we talked about um being like the nature of God. And now it's not just thinking about the nature in our head. Now it's living out the nature in our lives. And so whatever your stuff is, that's not like the nature of God, put it off. Come on, type in the chat there, put it off, right? And so put off, let's add some additional, put off racism, put off hatred, put off selfishness, put off violence, you know, put off anger. Come on. These lists are not exhaustive. They are exemplary. They are examples for us. But you know whether or not your practices align with the nature of the Almighty. And if they don't, put it off. When we discern the voice of God, it ought to cause some action in our lives to become more like Jesus. What are you thinking, Brenda?
1: You know what? (laughs) Our whole, these six lessons has been about discerning the voice of God and how he speaks to us. In this very moment, I've had a moment of conviction. I have never looked at this passage I've never looked at verse seven. I mean, I've read it, but I've never seen it. It says, and you once walked in these things where you, when you were living in them, but now put away all the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. I got a point of conviction because I in my head was thinking about all the other people that were that, that's doing all of these things, you know, that's listed in six and listed in nine. I was thinking about all the other people and was ready to speak to that. But this text just jumped off the screen to me. But you, Michelle, Brenda Michelle there you have walked in these things when you were living in them, but now put away all of the following. And so let me tell you what happens to us as Christians. We forget that we walked in these things and we become so holy, so heavenly minded that we are no earthly good. And we have anger toward the people that are still struggling in their sins openly. We have wrath and malice and we slander and we say filthy things from our mouth, might not be curse words, but they're filthy things about our from our mouths in judgment toward other people. I just got convicted. I can't talk about you. I just got convicted that I was once living willingly in this disobedience. And so now I have to put off the um, the anger toward the people who were do, who are now doing the things that I used to do. And I have to put on the loving care and kindness of God so that I can be a light to those around me, it's, and a light doesn't bring judgment, it might reveal, but it doesn't bring judgment, because judgment belongs to God.
0: All right, yeah, so the word of God, when, when you discern the word and the voice of God, it ought to change something in you, right, You so it ought to change things, so you ought to put some things off, but never stop there, Never stop just putting stuff off. Um, So the Bible talks about uh, um, these people who were casting out devils and they cast out one but didn't put anything in its place. And it says seven devils came in its place. No, don't just put stuff off because if you put stuff off, you create an empty container and something's coming in it. And so you've got to also put something on, put on his character, right? So let's read verses 10 through 14. And have put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator. In Christ, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, Barbarian, sanctian, slave, and free, but Christ is all in all. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another, If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also to forgive. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And so it's not good enough for us to just put some stuff off. It's important that we put the right things on. And it says we're being renewed, like uh Romans chapter 8, right? It in the renewed in our minds, in the knowledge of the and according to the image of the Creator. And it says, And when we get in Christ, show nothing in Christ, he said. We're not going to judge each other by our race, Greek and Jew. Or by the way we worship, circumcision and uncircumcision. Or by our education level, barbarian and sanctian. Or by where we work, slave or free. Come on. These are all the things we use to divide each other. But it says when you get in Christ, you stop dividing people by all of these means. And instead, we see each other as part of the family of Almighty God and Christ as all and all. I'm going to stop right there for a minute. What are you thinking, Brenda?
1: Well, that's just what I was talking about. In my moment of conviction in the last few verses, this is exactly what is happening. I'm, I'm having a moment where I'm being saved. I'm being conformed to the image of Christ so that I stop judging people by their color, by how, you know, um, their political beliefs, and just start seeing them as image bearers. How would our lives change as Christians? What would the atmosphere be like? if we actually did what verses 11 through 14 is calling us to do. How, how how many souls would we win to Christ because we've actually heard the truth of God's word and obeyed it and put on a new self, conformed to the image of Christ? And, and what does that mean? How did Christ think? Christ was all Jesus. Let's say that Jesus, the Christ, was always in the, in the business of bringing uh, restoring justice and honor to people that he interacted with. When he was with those sinners, he did not deal with the sin first. He dealt with their needs. He had compassion on them. And Jesus wasn't lovey-dovey. Like we don't see him hugging and kissing folks, you know, not that much. But what we do see him doing is meeting their needs. And, um, and identifying himself as one with God he, um, in, in John chapter five, he talks about like, um, I don't do anything without permission from the father. Everything that I'm doing is because God is, is already doing it. I'm just trying to find out where he's working and I'm getting in on the action. That should be us. That's how we know that we're being conformed to the image of God. We stop looking at color. We stop looking at all the things that have been done to us. And we start thinking, how can I love on this person? How can I show them compassion? How can I be more like Jesus Christ?
0: All right. Yeah, that uh, that sums it all up just like that last verse there. Talks about putting all this good stuff on, right? Uh, it talks about bearing one another and forgiving one another. And it talks about how we ought to settle our differences. It says, we're not going to go through this life perfectly, but as we settle our differences, we're going to settle them in a loving way as well. And above all, put on love. Put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And so what a great word this is. That is... It's not good enough just to hear and discern God's voice just so you can say you have his voice and that you know what God said. It also has to impact your life. It ought to change your life so that you become more like Jesus. What a powerful series of lessons this has been on discerning the voice of God ultimately to make us more like him. All right? So if you're a Bible study teacher, I want you to hold on just for a moment because Brenda's going to give us a one-minute teaching tip for today. But I just want to remind everybody else, make sure you get your copy of the You Bible Study. You know, this is a powerful curriculum and having it in your hand helps you to be able to make your Bible study conversations the best they can be. And so you can get your copy at Lifeway.com slash you. That's Lifeway.com slash Y-O-U. It is our Urban Cultural Forward Bible Study. Uh, it has comes in paper and digital formats. It has a teacher's guide in the back of the book. How precious is that? It comes with daily devotional passages uh to keep us engaged in the word of God every day. It has a leader's pack and it aligns with our Bible studies for life student and kids curriculum. So there's something for everybody. All right, friend, come on, get your copy right now and uh and and share it with your class as well. And so, Brenda, come on and give us our teaching tip for today.
1: All right. This is my last opportunity, the sixth teaching tip of this unit, we are still encouraging you to jump on social media platforms in order to share this lesson. So what are we challenging you to do this time? To enlist the help of your pastor, the associate or assistant pastor, the assistant, the associate ministers within your church. You all hop on and do a, a video together. So it doesn't have to be live this time, but create a video together and have those Bible teachers, ministers, and your pastor break down the deeper truths of Colossians 3, 1, and then post that on all your social media platforms, on your website, on Facebook, on Instagram. You might even want to do a quick TikTok advertisement. Why? Because we're going to the marketplace where the people are to help them to discern the voice of God.
0: All right, that's wonderful. And so we're so very grateful for each of you who have joined us for this You Bible Study podcast. And join us again, because you never know where God will take you.